Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. We appreciate you guys if you're new and you know you've never experienced a What We Said podcast episode before. Welcome. This is Chelsea's voice. And I'm JC, and I'm sorry because I'm a little bit stuffy today. I'm congested. I'm having some allergies, but we're going to get through this together. If you guys didn't know, California's got some fires right now and the air quality is horrible. There's lots of smoke. Literally, when you look at the weather app, it's like smoke. Yeah. That's what it says. So um, praying that everybody's safe from the fires. It's like scary that this literally happens every year, Mm -hmm. right? Like the same time. Um, Also, I saw that Arizona had like a monsoon last night. Yes. I kind of miss monsoon season in Arizona. There's nothing more like thrilling than a good monsoon in Arizona where it's like just raining really hard. It's not, It doesn't ever feel too dangerous. Mm-hmm. It just feels like fun. fun. People are like, cool. I literally, my car got broken. But. <laughs> I agree. I love monsoon season. Today we're talking about positive thinking. We both got to stay positive right now. We had a good discussion right before this talking about how we're staying positive through, you know, changes in our life, through growth or not growth on social media platforms, whatever it may be. Um, So yeah, I'm excited for this episode. It's coming at a good time. Obviously, we're talking about this because we need it as well. We're not like perfect people at positive thinking telling you guys how you need to act. This is mostly things that we've learned and things we need to work on. Yeah. I was telling Chelsea, it's it's interesting. The more I read books and follow certain people on social media, you real, you start to realize and understand that most people, the things they share, you know, if they sh- are sharing quotes or excerpts from things, it's something that, you know, strikes a chord with them. And so for me, you know, I'll share a lot of quotes about positivity and comparison and things like that, because that's something that I've struggled with. So those things really resonate with me when mm-hmm. I hear a good quote about how you need to stay positive. I'm like, oh, that, that really actually genuinely helps me because I sometimes have a hard time staying positive. Yeah. You teach what you need to learn the most. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah. And that being said, I feel like Chelsea and I this year especially have actually been working really hard to stay positive through mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. It Obviously, we're not always positive and we've had our moments. But I feel like I'm proud of both of us because this year, obviously for every single person has been really unexpected and a little bit crazy and stressful and chaotic, but I've learned so much this year and I feel like I've grown more than I have in definitely a very long time. Nothing like challenges to help you, you know, think more positively, 
be more positive and learn how to do it because it is something you have to kind of learn and practice how to do, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, any life updates? No. <laughs> uh, your family was in town. Are you going oh, yeah. to talk about that? Um, yeah, my family was in town. Whenever you say life updates, I was thinking because I've been weekly vlogging on my YouTube channel. So if you guys saw my last week's weekly vlog, then you saw that my family was in town. We went to a pretty spot for sunset. We played pickleball with them. It was actually really fun to have them in town. But as I've been weekly vlogging every day, I'm just like, it's becoming more and more clear to me how monotonous my life and my routine has become, Mm -hmm. which is sometimes, you know, is good and comfortable. But before, Puts you in a vulnerable position. The most dangerous position to be in is have a set routine. Really? In terms of stalkers and people hurting you. Awesome. <laughs> That's actually, we're going to be talking about how you should not be focused on that soon. Um, I'm but, just kidding. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, I actually was trying to think positively when I don't have a set routine. I'm like, you know what? Keeps thinking, It keeps me safe. Yeah. No, true. But even with vlogging, I'm like, I'm so used to doing things. I mean, you can still go out to eat and sit on the patio and stuff. So there's still a few, you know, moments of interest in my vlogs. But when I would vlog before, it's like, we're going on trips. We're going, you know, shopping. We're doing all this stuff. And so I started, I had this little moment where I was like, are people going to you know, I've been only weekly vlogging for like a month, but I don't know if people are still going to be interested in me sitting at my kitchen table, making my chai. Like, I'm just like, is this interesting? Because this is literally the only thing I can do right now in LA. But that being said, people seem to be liking them and it's been fun to make them. So I'm not saying I'm stopping, but it just has been, my routine has been very Monotonous. monotonous. So when you're like life updates, I'm like, nothing comes to my mind. Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing the same old, same old. Can we just say that pickleball has been sweeping the nation? It's been sweeping you guys, the nation. A lot of you guys have tagged us that you guys are now playing pickleball. And we obviously know we did not start the trend. Obviously, I was intru- like me and Nick were introduced from his friends, and it just that's how it gets spread around. So we did not invent it, nor did we, nor did we invent the term awesome. We should talk about that. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. Actually, you guys, we have to say something about this. So the other day on our Instagram story. I was trying to figure out a way to delete our old blog, but let's just say it's deleted at this point. (laughs) And I was reading through a certain section that we talked about. It was like titled, Oh Goody. We used to say, instead of awesome all the time, we used to say like, Oh Goody, like uh, sarcastically. This is our high school blog if you're 2013. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we were like seniors, I think at this point. And that makes me feel so old. Yeah. It's so weird. It it gives me 2013. That's seven years ago. It gives me the weirdest feeling to know that I'm like actually old. Yeah. I keep thinking about because I feel like I'm 18. Yeah. My brother just turned 19 and I was like, I feel like I'm your age. Yeah. Same. Like I cannot comprehend that I'm 25. I mean, I know we still have so much life ahead of us, but it is so weird getting older. I know it really is. It's the weirdest feeling. I feel like I'm 20. But anyways, I screenshotted a portion of the blog because it was just too funny. Because we were talking about, we were basically explaining our verbiage that we use. Like mm-hmm. sarcastically, we were saying, you know, when things go wrong, we're not super negative. We're not, you know, embarrassed. We just say, awesome. Awesome. And we literally typed that out. We said, we say, awesome. So know that we've been saying that since 2013. And I, you know, jokingly was like, I hope you guys know we coined this phrase in 2013. And boy, did we get quite the response. <laughs> 
and nothing against this person who said it. It was more, we were just dying laughing at like the extent of this message that we got. Because um, it was just so long and like, honestly, interesting yeah. to be quite honest. <laughs> intriguing. Yeah. This person replied and was like, um, well, she wasn't even being mean. That no. is the thing. She wasn't like mean. She was just saying, I've been saying awesome since the 90s. And I know a lot of other people have been saying the word awesome. And I actually took it upon myself to Google when the word awesome was first used. And it was in like the 16th century. And it was used more of, you know, to be something in awe. So they wouldn't use it in the same context, but they would more so use it as a sign or like, you know, to say that they were fearful of something <laughs> or something would send a shiver down their spine. <laughs> a shiver down their spine. Their spine. And I lost it. Yeah. Like I could not, I was laughing so hard because obviously we know we did not invent the word awesome. And we did not invent it in the sarcastic term, but I will say we did start a certain wave on the West Coast. Yeah, we did start, we did start something. Because we would say it. Tyson would say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing is, is once that um, accumulated, all of our friends used it. Mm-hmm. And our guy even still would... to this day, when I see some of our high school friends, like they will still use those terms that we would like. And people would make fun of us for saying it. So it wasn't yes. like we were cool for doing no, it. No, people would think people it was annoying. People would think we were so annoying because we would say, awesome. We used to say perfect mm-hmm. all the time. Say goody. Yeah, goody was another one. Neato. Actually, I think we got Nito from Jenna Marbles. I think Jenna Marbles started it, like with the Nito. Yes, yes, yes. I think you're right. So we would say neat. We would say neat. Oh, yeah. The earliest use of awesome comes in the late 16th century, meaning filled with awe. Chances are they might have meant this is a thing that sends shivers of terror down my spine. She's like, it was a different meaning back then. She's like, I researched. It's like, I love to see it. I love to see this kind of energy being poured into whether or not we started the phrase awesome so but funny. either way we thought yeah. that was so hilarious we were at pickleball and we were crying laughing yeah um the dms we get are truly so funny they're so good oh love it okay well you know what let's start talking about positivity yeah let's do so well let me ask you this okay. what do you think positive thinking is what does it mean to you oh wow <laughs> get deep i think of positive thinking as, you know, something just came to my mind. It was something that you say, and I think you got it from your dad, is like choosing the best option available. I almost think of positive thinking in that way where even if, regardless of your circumstances, thinking the best thoughts that you possibly can. Yeah. In doing best with what you have. With what you have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have some notes written down just because I didn't want to be like a jumbled mess. But the first thing that I had written down was about the law of attraction, which I feel like in this book that I was recently reading called The Compound Effect, which I highly recommend as like a self-help business book. It was really, really good. Um, I just got finished with it today, actually. And he mentioned the example that a lot of people give about the law of attraction, which is like when you are car shopping or you're thinking of a certain car, you have a car in your mind, you start to see that car everywhere. Yeah. And actually something like this just happened to me the other day when someone DM'd me a certain word that I didn't really, wasn't super familiar with. It was like, I think the word was perturbed. 
She's like, oh, I was perturbed after I read this book. And I was like, wait, yeah. what does that mean? And then I looked it up and it meant like unsettled. And then, you saw and then I was watching Dance Moms last night. And one of the women was like, you look perturbed. And I was like, what? You know what else? Other word that happened to efficacy. Remember at the beginning of our podcast, uh-huh. we were like, what the heck is this word? Like efficiency mm-hmm. and efficacy ever since then. I've heard that word so many times. Yes. And so basically the concept behind it is that what you're thinking about, you're going to start noticing. And that's, we've given an example of when you're having a bad day and everything's going wrong. You're almost looking for things to go wrong so that you can be like, see, and this went wrong too. And that was something that he said in the book too, is like, he said, when you are in a negative headspace, you're looking for things to reinforce your beliefs of like, oh, I I do have the worst luck. Yeah. You want other people to know almost like I have the worst luck. Look, just watch. And then something happens. You're like, see, Mm -hmm. and you're, you're searching for things to go wrong. You're not even, there actually could be a lot of things going right that you're completely not even noticing or seeing because you're focused on what could possibly go wrong. And he says that in this book as well, that your mind is like an empty glass. So it will hold anything you put into it. And if you're putting into your glass, if you're putting in the news, negative headlines, drama, YouTube videos, conspiracy theories, deaths, murder, you're putting all this, you know, you're watching a bunch of true crime stuff. You are pouring dirty water into your glass. And if you have like this dark water in your glass, everything you create is going to be filtered through that like muddiness because that's what you're thinking about. And he was saying also, it's in our nature to be curious or, you know, want to see, you drive by a car crash, you want to know what happened. You're like craning your neck to see what's going on. And he was saying the media preys on that as they prey on our human nature like that. They know that we want to watch the train wreck. Yes, that they're going to find the most heinous crimes, the craziest things they can find to put on the news because that's what's interesting and that's what's going to make them money and get them ratings. And he was saying there's a million things in the world that are good that are not being shown on the news. No, absolutely not. Because no one would read them. Because no one would care. And, you know, people would care, but it would probably make them less money and get less ratings. And because of that, which is really unfortunate, when people do watch the news all the time, they see the world through this lens of the world is such a horrible place now when there are actually a lot of amazing, amazing and good things happening in the world that we don't ever hear about. Exactly. Like think of a YouTube video you would click on. Like would you, and just be honest with yourself. It's like you, if you see a video that says, I got a divorce, dot, 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 you would probably click on it because you want to know. Yeah. Versus if someone said, I'm in a happy relationship, dot, dot, dot. I sure as heck would not click on that. I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. Like keep going. But yeah, we're just so drawn to that. And I don't really know what the reason is, but you have to understand in all things, this sounds very kind of conspiracy theory-ish, but it's like you have to follow the money with everything and understand that especially like big corporations and, you know, big media outlets and all of these things are not, they don't have your best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to give you news that's going to make you feel good. And it's like, they try and lie to you and tell you, oh, you need this, you need this, you need this. Like sometimes even like skincare or makeup and everything, it's like, they want you to not feel good enough so that you buy their products so that, right. you, so that you feel good enough so that you're cool now and not a loser. Yeah, all of it is to profit yeah. for the most part with these huge, you know, corporations and things like that. And he actually gave an example of this guy who 
when they stopped to look at his habits, he was like coaching this guy with productivity or something. The guy wanted to become more productive. And he was like, okay, let's really break down how you're spending your time. And come to find out he was watch or listening to the news in the morning while he got ready. And then on his commute to work, he also listened to the news for 45 minutes. And then on his lunch break, he looked at something, you know, and then when he came on his commute back, he also was listening to news stuff. And then he caught 15 minutes of it while, like while he was getting home. And then at night, he also sat down for an hour and they did the math and it's like four hours of news a day. And basically the guy was saying- For what? Yeah, for what? Like, you're not an economist. Like, you're not, this isn't a part of your job. And he's like, that's a lot more news than you need to be consuming to be an informed citizen and, you know, to be able to vote and things like that. So it's like, is this really helping you? Basically, he cut down his time a ton and just consumed, you know, a little bit. And he said he had never felt less anxious and more inspired and happy than he hadn't felt like that in years. It's true. It's like when, I think I have told this story on the podcast before, but maybe just in Balanced Boss, one of my clients was talking about how she was feeling so good one day. Like I asked her, cause she was not feeling that well when we started talking at the beginning of the call. She's like, sorry that you have to talk to me today. I feel horrible. Like I'm in a bad mood. Um, I'm like feeling very discouraged. I'm just feeling super negative. And I was like, okay, well, when's the last time that you felt like just that overwhelming feeling of like positivity and happiness and joy. Like you're just in the moment. You're not even thinking positively necessarily. You're just not thinking right? or not letting your thoughts, you know, overwhelm you. She was like, actually, like two days ago, I was, you know, kayaking with some friends and I was having so much fun. Like we were with friends and family. I had my dog out there. We were in nature. And she's like, I just felt so good. And I was like, okay, how far away does that feeling feel? And she's like, pretty far from right now. And then she's saying, actually, you know what? When we were kayaking, I was feeling great. And then my boyfriend took a picture of me and showed it to me. And I thought it was gonna be cute. And I just like started hating myself. Like I just saw the picture of me and was just like, ugh cool. That just ruined my mood. I look horrible. Like I hate myself. Like I hate the way I look. And she was saying it completely changed my mood for the rest of the day. And I was saying, well, if you had never seen the picture, would you have had a better day? And would you have like done, you know, good things? And she was like, yeah, definitely. Like, and it's just showing you how a different perspective can completely shift your mindset, even when the actual situation does not change at all. Mm -hmm. It's like how you're perceiving something you're just in the moment. You're not worrying about how you look to other people, you know, anything like that. You're just worried about, you're not even worried about anything. You're just living in the moment and being with nature and connecting with other people, your friends and family. And then as soon as you bring, you know, that into the picture, your whole demeanor changes, your whole attitude changes. You're all of a sudden completely bogged down with negative thoughts about yourself. Therefore, probably not that fun to be around. Yeah, Ruins kind of the mood of the day. And you miss out on those opportunities that you could be having a great time and making good memories instead of, I've done the same thing millions of times, like where I ruin perfectly good memories that I could have had because I'm so obsessed with like thinking negative thoughts about myself. What do I look like? Like, what are people thinking about me? Is this going to be okay? And it's like, I could just be enjoying the moment. And it's the same exact thing, regardless of how I'm thinking about it. So I might as well think good thoughts about it. Totally. Where it's like, if you don't look at Twitter right when you wake up or Instagram or whatever. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're not going to miss too much. I promise you. It'll be there that night. It'll be there tomorrow. You can still look at that stuff, but you don't have to do it constantly. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, you'll have a more productive morning 
And the only thing that's going to change, the world is not going to change because you did not read Twitter that day. Like the whole country is not going to collapse because you did not check Twitter that morning. And you checked it just once at night, just to make sure you were informed and up to date and everything. But if you're doing good things and if everyone was just being kind to each other and in a good mood and fully like in touch with that feeling of like who they actually are, just like being positive and happy and kind and like full of service, then we wouldn't have to have the bad news because everything would be going good because everyone would be 100% happy. But anyways. Definitely. I think watching, you know, what you're consuming is extremely, extremely important. It's literally as important as who you spend your time with. You've, yeah. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you, you are, you know, an, an average of the five people you spend your time around. And it's really true. Like, it's actually crazy when you stop to think about the people you spend your time around, how similar you become to them. You start to talk with the same verbiage, yeah. dress similarly. Like, when you start hanging out with someone a lot, you become more like them. Yeah. And so you need to be very, you know, what's the word? Not cautious, but just intentional about who you're spending all your time around. Like, are you spending your time around people who make you feel good and uplifted and excited about the future? Or are you spending time around people who make you feel like, oh gosh, like really negative and scared and insecure because, you know, that's really important. And, and just as important is what you're consuming every day. And if you're getting on and it's like we were just saying, it's one thing to be informed and it's another thing to be controlled by fear and to be looking at news and headlines and everything literally all day, every day. It's really not helpful. It yeah, doesn't, if you want fear, you can definitely find it. Mm-hmm. It does not take long to find it and you will find it anywhere. Like as soon as you start to look for it and it's always going to be there. Whether, you know, you think it's there, so I have to pay attention to it. It's like, it's always going to be there. Whether you're trying your best and you're doing good things out in your community, those bad things are still going to be there. Or if you're sitting down reading and obsessing about it. Yes. You're better off doing something good for your community and not reading about it than sitting there on Twitter, having an argument with somebody about it. That does nothing. It literally does nothing. It doesn't help. So on the flip side, we should be trying to fill our minds and our empty glasses that we have We can fill them however we want, and we should be trying to fill them with positive, inspirational content, you know, stories of aspiration and success and health and happiness and love, and we should be consuming things that make us feel better. I've been reading a ton, and people on my Instagram story are like, what what the heck is going on? Like, you're reading these books so fast because I've been posting a lot of book recommendations, and it's really actually been very eye-opening for me to realize— how much I can read in the time that I used to scroll on my phone. Yeah. And not to say I never scroll on my phone because I totally do. I scroll on Instagram and TikTok occasionally, but I've been trying to be a lot more mindful of it because when you really stop to do the math, and I'm sure you've heard those things where it's like, on average, the American spends four hours doing this. When you do the math, it's like you lose literally years off of your life. Yeah. Which, same concept, really quick. I just have to point this out. This is kind of unrelated. They were saying if you spend $4 on coffee a day— I really hope this is not completely inaccurate, but I think this is what it said. In 20 years, that's like 50-something grand. I've heard that before. It's Isn't crazy. That insane? Yeah. When you really stop to think about— And the whole point of this is that your little choices actually do matter. Yeah. And how you spend your time does matter. And if you are spending four hours a day scrolling on social media, that adds up to a lot of time that you could be consuming 
you know, other positive information. And not to say social media is always negative and horrible because it sometimes can be super positive. Yeah. But follow positive people. Follow yeah. people who uplift you and who make you excited and inspired and not people who bring you down. Yeah. Make you feel bad thoughts or jealous or anything like that. Well, also with, you know, putting more effort into positive, you know, content or positive people, whatever, and, and you know, adding more of that into your life. Again, it's like when you think about the negative things that you see, we're taught to prepare for the worst. And if we just switch that to prepare for the best, better things would come for us. Because we are, our, our world is obsessed with preparing for the worst thing, mm-hmm. like the worst case scenario, which is great. You want to be prepared. We don't want to be obsessed with it because mm-hmm. then you're almost welcoming it into your life. Like I was reading this book, E Squared, that's about the law of attraction. And she was saying, whatever is in your mind is going to come to pass physically. Like you, if you're thinking, she was saying, my friend was so scared of spiders. Like she was terrified. She just hated thinking about reaching into her makeup bag and one day like pulling out a spider instead or something. Yeah. And she was like, I already knew what was going to happen. And like three years later, of course, she's like, reaches into her bag and she pulls out a spider. And she, it's just like, whatever you're thinking about preparing for, per se, quote unquote, is going to, you know, come into your life. And not that's not to scare you and say like, whatever you're scared of is going to happen. But when you're only looking at those things and preparing for the worst case scenario, you don't have time to prep for the best. You don't have mm-hmm. time to like set yourself up for success. And I'm not saying don't prepare for things. That's definitely do not take that as what I'm saying. I'm just saying putting more effort into um, that's what the law of attraction all, is all about. Mm-hmm. Like raising your frequency and your thoughts have a physical frequency. So if your thoughts, and, and that attracts things at the same frequency. So if you're thinking good things, good things are going to come. Yeah. And I think we've said this before too, but the law of attraction it is very similar and kind of just goes along with the concept of faith and like having faith in God or the universe, whatever you believe in. But The whole concept is like, because I was thinking as you're saying that, I'm like, something that keeps me positive is that I know that God has, you know, a plan and control over my life. And therefore, that allows me to not be as terrified of things. That even if bad things happen, you'll be okay. Yes. Because when you say, um, you know, whatever you think of is going to come to pass, like, I agree. It's like, I think whatever you put weight into. But then when you said, that's not to scare you, because I was thinking, there are things that I'll be anxious about. Like, oh, what if, you know, someone gets cancer or something? And it's like, yeah, not that I'm obsessing over that, but it's like, sometimes I'll think about that a lot. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh, is that now going to happen? Because I think about that. But I think what overrules that in my head is that God has a plan. And if that does happen, that's the plan for my life. And yeah, everything will work out Yeah, the way it's supposed to. When I was thinking about this episode, I was trying to think like what positive thinking meant to me and like, what do I think positive thinking is? And I was trying to think like the first obvious answer is like being grateful for things and finding things that you're grateful for, which is definitely it. But when I really have felt the most positive is not only when I'm trying to be like ignorantly, you know, positive, it's when, or like, you know, that toxic positivity or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not trying to find ways that your life is perfect. It's understanding that your life and accepting that your life never will be and that, but that everything will still be okay. And it's like, like once you understand that perfect doesn't exist, then it just becomes all of a sudden I was even, you know, talking to Andrew about this. I was saying, I just kind of know now, like I just know in my chest that whatever happens in life, I'm not scared. I'm not saying bad things won't happen to me. 
But, and I know it'll be hard. I'm not saying I, I'm like prepped for everything that could happen to me, but I'm saying, I just know everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when, that's what religion does for so many people and for me, but it's like, when you kind of finally understand that, like that's where fear, fear is not ignoring that bad things exist. Fear is understanding that you can get through it and that like everything will be okay. Yeah. Not even saying you'll live through it. It's just like, it will be okay. For sure. Know? And and there's always going to be a problem. So. It's like, please think about the last time you haven't had one thing that's bugging you at all. Yeah. Never. Literally never. No. It's like, I can't think of one time when, yeah, maybe in the moment when I'm present, you know, and when I'm playing pickleball and everything's fun and we're laughing or something, sure, I'm present in the moment. But it's like, going through life, you always have something that's bothering you. Always. Yeah. And like you said, once you can kind of accept that life is never going to be perfect, even when you get your dream job, you get your dream house, you're married to your dream person. It's still not, yeah. there's still going to be issues always. 100%. And and that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. And again, once you realize that there will be issues, it's like, great. Now I, I'm not striving for something that doesn't exist, which is perfection. The the attachment you have to perfection is what's making you miserable. And mm-hmm. so it's like, once you get rid of that attachment to the perfect outcome of like, that's how I was. I think we all can like relate in different areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then we slowly have to just apply it to all areas as they come up where it's like, for me first, I had to realize that with health. And it's like, I had to realize that the perfect body, the perfect, you know, health didn't exist. And that the pursuit of it and that like, no matter what, not saying I'm never going to be sick again, not saying that I'm ever going to, you know, have bad thoughts again about myself, but understanding that they'll come and I'll be okay makes me feel so much better. And I can't remember what I, I think it was in E squared, actually, the book that I was just talking about. She was saying, you have 60,000 thoughts a day, 60, every single day you have 60,000 thoughts and 98% of those thoughts are repeated from the day before. So Mm -hmm. we're just constantly allowing those, you know, most of those can be negative a lot of the times for most of us. Again, because we're like prepping for things. We're trying to find reasons to be scared. We're trying to find reasons to doubt ourselves. Again, we're trying to find reasons to prove ourselves that like, oh, we were right. Mm -hmm. I knew this was going to fail. And we're just constantly doing that every single day. Of course, we're going to be miserable. And so it's not about you know, getting rid of those thoughts necessarily because we're still going to have those thoughts. It's about not putting weight into them. And that's Something I need to find, hold on, let me find his name. So something that when we were prepping our balance boss lesson about positive thinking that I came across was like this concept of putting more weight into your positive thoughts. And if you're kind of like a visual person, like I am, I, I'm pretty sure you are, it's like a visual learner. Mm-hmm. And I like visualizing things in my mind for meditation. And you know, it's so powerful. I don't, maybe everyone's like that. I have no clue. But he was saying, when we have a negative thought, we put so much weight into it. It feels so heavy especially worst case scenarios. Like I use, always use the example of when like Sophie was sick and, and she, you know, we took her into the vet hospital and I was just like the worst case scenario going through my head. And again, I was like terrified. I was manifesting it. I'm like, okay, I got to get these thoughts out of my head. Right. But they just felt so real. Like it felt like I was already going through it. And I was like, okay, just, these are really heavy. And luckily I'd just done this lesson. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put more weight into my positive thought. Like I pictured myself literally carrying like a huge stone or like a huge weight off of that negative thought and placing it onto like the words of a positive thought. Like everything's going to be fine. She's going to, you know, they're going to get a diagnosis and she's going to be fine and she's going to get medication for, or, you know, it's going to be a fluke and she's going to be fine. Whatever it is, putting more weight into that 
and just doing that over and over again with positive thinking, it's something you have to learn. It's like a habit. So repetition is your friend. Like you have to do it so many times and it will become easier and easier, but it's not something that's going to be fixed overnight. Takes a lot of focus and takes a lot of repetition to finally like when something happens to start thinking best case scenario Mm -hmm. instead of obviously always the worst case scenario. Totally. So that's programmed in our minds. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have been thinking like that since we were little. So it's like, it's going to be hard to reframe your brain. I think it's Tony Robbins that says something about similar, like putting, you know, there's always going to be problems, but putting more weight into the solution. So it's kind of similar thing. It's like, focus more. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be things that you're like, oh, I wish that wasn't the case. And in some circumstances, you can't change them at all. So there's no use in even thinking like that. And you just have to take things for what they are. Mm-hmm. And in, and maybe in other way, ways, you can actually help. And in those cases, put as much weight as possible into the solution yeah. instead of into the problem. Well, and, you're, and when you do that, when you have more weight in the positive and in, you know, when you are thinking more positively, again, you're going to have more clarity to come up with a better solution because it's not going to be coming out of fear. Mm-hmm. Again, you're not going to be start prepping for the worst. You're going to start doing things that are going to welcome the best case scenario into your life. Yeah. And not only is positive thinking, this lesson, first of all, is for everyone. Lesson. Or this is lesson. I'm like, you're in school right now. This episode Please is for everyone. Whether you are you know, in a stage of life where you're struggling and you're just like, nothing is going right. Like, this is really not where I want to be. Or if you're in your dream situation and you feel like everything's actually going really well for you, everyone can benefit from being more positive. Being more positive wherever you are in life will make you more successful. Like when you are thinking positively, you feel like, you know, the sky's the limit. You're not bogged down by comparison and negative thinking, you actually have way more room to be creative. You have like so many more opportunities are going to come your way because you're open to them and you're looking for them versus like, you know, just thinking that nothing good is ever going to come for you because at that point you're not even looking for anything good. Therefore, how are you going to find it? And how is it just going to end up in your lap? It's very unlikely. So not only is it good you know, if you're struggling, it's good. Even if you're, you feel like things are going well for you, it's still important to be positive so that you can just live your best life and, you know, have all the opportunities that you want to attract into your life. Yeah. And again, this is not about blunt. I think when people think of positivity, sometimes they just, our adult minds want to just be like, okay, well, it's not possible to do that. Like you have to be real. Sometimes you have to be a realist and you know, that can be toxic if you're too positive and the toxic positivity, again, is pretending that everything's perfect. Is like trying to trick yourself into thinking you're something that you're not, that you can be perfect and that that's a possibility or whatever it is. It is and again, we're not saying if you're in a bad place right now where you're like in mentally just kind of not doing well and you're like, okay, things aren't going right for me. I'm kind of been stuck in a rut. Like creativity is just not flowing for me right now, whatever it may be it's okay to acknowledge that. And it's okay. Positive thinking is being okay with that and understanding again, that it's going to get better. That's positivity. Not saying, nope, I'm fine. I'm doing perfect. I'm not sad. I'm not whatever. We're not saying you can't be sad. I'm sad all the time still. It's like, again, you just, it's this powerful, like empowering, I guess, feeling of having more control over it and not letting it completely consume you because you're feeling hopeful and not Hopeless. Hopeless. Yeah, exactly. 
And something with going back to being present that we talk about all the time, obviously, like being present is so important because it helps you feel like you. Like positivity is not something external you have to go get. It's not, again, when you get this, when you finally are, you know, look like this, when you finally buy that dream home, when you finally, you know, get hired for that job, when you finally graduate, whatever it may be, that that's not like, oh, now I can be positive because things are going good for me. It's like, you already have the happiness that you will feel at that point inside of you. That hap- that level of happiness is already inside of you. Like, I-, I think I've talked about this book before, The How of Happiness, and she's basically saying only 10% of your happiness depends on your circumstances. That's tiny. Like, obviously there's some. There's some right. that's like, you know, when we hit 5 million downloads, it's like, okay, that does make us happy. It's like, that's awesome. But that's 10%. It's not going to be the do or die. So you have so much room on your own in the circumstances that you're in right now to feel happy. And that's because it's inside of you already. Like, I just can't stress it enough. It's like, you can get in contact with that feeling because it's already inside of you right now where it's like, okay, yeah, I had a really crappy day. Maybe I got fired from my job. I'm not saying you have to tell yourself that your life is perfect right now, but it's still possible for you to feel good. And it's still possible for you to feel better today at Mm -hmm. some point, you know? For sure. And I think it really is crazy what perspective will do and how just like a simple shift in the book I was just reading. He was um, talking about how they were on like a subway train or something and this guy got on with his kids and his kids were being really loud and like bothering people. And the guy just like had his head back and just was closing his eyes. And the guy's like, why is he not doing anything with this? You know, his kids are yeah. bugging people. And like, this is annoying. And... um then after, you know, five minutes of it or whatever, the guy went up to him and said like, hey, can you control your kids? Like, this is really, like, people are getting annoyed and bugged. And the man was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, their mom just passed away an hour ago at the hospital. And like, we're just on our way back. And like, I'm just whatever. And the guy was like, oh my gosh. Like, he's like, can I help you? Like, he's yeah. like, the cr- he's like, the way that my mind just like shifted. Yeah. I was so annoyed. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, what can I do? Like, yeah. And he was basically saying, if we could just like be, I don't know. Give just, people the benefit yeah. of the doubt and treat everyone as if anyways. Yeah. Well, literally like people, thought. you know, people don't deserve to be treated bad or good. Everyone just deserves to be treated good. It's like, yeah. just treat people with respect and kindness no matter what. It's like, that's what we're here for. If if you think the purpose of life is to argue with people and to be mad at people and to be mean to people and try and force people to do things, it's like, that's not your job. No. that's You're gonna be so miserable if you do that for the rest of your life. So miserable. And I feel like this year has been, it's been very easy to focus on the negatives or the things that, you know, the news and the everything that's going on. It's like, it really, it does weigh on you and it gets to the point. Sometimes if you're consuming that all the time, you're on social media all day, you're watching the news where you're just like, oh my gosh, like I was so much division and just hate. Yeah. Division and hate and hopelessness. I was thinking negatively. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, just think about all the bad there is. (laughs) No, but the thing is, is that there's so much good in the world. There really is. And I love those like Instagrams and stuff that like focus on good news. Have you seen those? Mm -hmm. Those are really cool. Like I'm really happy people are starting to do that because there really is so much good out there. And it's like your life. I'm not saying that nothing, you know, nothing matters and you should never, like I said, like stay informed and everything, but it's like, Make sure you're living your life. Yeah. And that it's a life you love. And yes, that's even possible in these times. Even if you did get let go and like you feel, you know, stressed, 
first of all, it's totally fine and normal to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And we've even had like, I've had multiple breakdowns during this yeah. quarantine and pandemic where I'm just like, what is life? Like, but I feel like there always is hope. There always is, you know, happiness and positivity that we can rely on. And yeah, it's just important to like, to really consume good things and focus on that. Yeah. To wrap this up, I have some like just little tips and like some things we can do kind of more tangible for positive thinking. First and foremost, PQ reps. So this comes from the book, Positive Intelligence, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about many times. But basically he talks about your thoughts are not you, basically. And it's great to think that, especially your negative thoughts. Like he calls them saboteurs where, you know, the judge is always judging whether things are good or bad. And um, there's hypervigilance, um, stickler, victim. There's so many things that come into our mind that try and, uh, that are not who we are. That's not who we are. They're just thoughts that come into our mind. And so when we can identify them, we can, it's easier to combat them. Um, But he says basically the best way to be happy obviously, is to be present. So he talks about, he calls them PQ reps. And basically it's just noticing your surroundings. And again, we've talked about this many times, but even I need to be reminded of it almost every single day to do it. Like, you know, notice your weight on the chair right now. And if you're driving, like notice how your steering wheel feels. If you're, you know, doing dishes, like noticing the water running. It's like those little things, all of a sudden, even just talking about that makes me just feel a little bit better even though they're so simple and not judging them, like just noticing them when you're driving on the road. Think of an area in your life where you do feel a little bit negative or you do feel, you know, a time when you're super anxious. For me, it was when I was driving and something that I had to work on was just noticing the road signs, just noticing the road, noticing the music, noticing my hands on the steering wheel. And then I wouldn't have anxiety when I was driving as much because I I didn't have time to think about what if a car hit me right now? It's like, and also this is a side note. We've talked about like gut feelings versus anxiety and like, you know, how do we know the difference between a gut feeling and then what if statements? And that's exactly the difference is anxiety is a thought. What if this happens? What if this happens? And it's caused by fear. A gut feeling is knowing. Like a gut feeling isn't words per se. It's just a gut feeling of knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're feeling like, what if this happens? What if this, what if this is a gut feeling? It's not. It's Because you're thinking that like right now. Just right. let that, and it gives you a little bit of comfort. Mm-hmm. It, again, not to say that thought will never come back to you, but just don't give it as much weight. So PQ reps are great. Taking inventory of your thoughts at certain points, maybe, you know, every time for me, you know, if, if eating is kind of a touchy you know, place for you. Maybe every time you go to grab the fridge door, you just take inventory. Like, what am I thinking right now? And not judging your thoughts. Like, oh, I'm thinking kind of negatively right now. I'm thinking of, you know, this and this and not saying I'm a bad person because I'm thinking this just, oh, noticing it. And that lets you kind of let it go. Or maybe it's when you're about to work, or maybe it's when you're about to, you know, go on Instagram or something. And every time you click the app, it reminds you to like check on your thoughts, just notice them. The more you notice things without judgment, the more present you'll be, the happier you'll be. And lastly, at least for my tips is being a confident person is the difference between focusing on your strengths and a non-confident person focuses on their weaknesses. So this is something we actually do in Balance Boss, but I want to read it for you guys. It's like a list of strengths that can apply to you. And I got this book from, okay, it's called Believe in Yourself and Do What You Love. 
Um, she lists a bunch of strengths. It's actually a really cute book. First of all, it's like a little pink book. And also it's really helpful because it has almost like little exercises for you to do, but this is one of them. So um, in your mind, as you're listening to this, just kind of check off a strength that applies to you and, um, or write down, I don't care. Just as long as you're not driving. Empathetic, sociable, focused, generous, creative, witty, motivated, non-judgmental, self-aware, logical, bright, humility, persistence, forgiving, caring, adventurous, persuasive, curiosity, storytelling, innovation, getting things done, building esteem, explaining, helping, decisiveness, planning, leading, and networking. That's just a very small list, honestly, of all the things that you could possibly, you know, have as a strength. And I love that list because it's not like the norm, Mm -hmm. the normal things that you think of, like hardworking, you know, um, or smart. It's like little things, again, just even noticing, I am really good at explaining. I'm not, but (laughs) like, I am really good at explaining things. That makes you feel so good. It's like, okay, I have these strengths. I can do something with it. Like, again, even if it's just listening, like I am a really good listener or I am, you know, really good at building esteem. That's a strength to have. That's not something everybody has. And so the more you focus on those, the more confident you're going to feel, the more positive you're going to feel, the more you're going to want to do good things, make the world a better place. It's just a, it's just a domino effect of good things. Yes. I think obviously a very obvious one that I feel like is just hammered into our brains at all times is gratitude. And like, whether you gratitude journal or write down a few things you're grateful for every day, that really can flip your mood around. And I know it's like, you've heard it a million times, but I do think that it's really helpful. And that does help you become more present as well. And just realize that you are blessed wherever you are. Um, We all are. We all have different things that we should be grateful for. And I think my last tip would just be to spend more time doing things that you love that don't involve technology. And there have been so many studies that have been done that show that when you are on your phone a lot of the day, it will increase feelings of envy. It will increase depression and anxiety. And there's literally scientific studies about it. And I know I've seen that in my own life when I really am not as attached to my phone doesn't mean I never get on it. I love social media. Obviously it's literally my whole job. I love connecting with you guys. I love that we get to do this. Being on your phone is not a horrible thing, but when you're really attached to it and you're doing it all day, every day, that's when it begins to be more of an issue. When you notice yourself being really reactive to things on your phone. Mm-hmm. That's when it's probably like a cue to you. Again, don't judge yourself for it. Just be like, okay, it's about time. My my brother, the reason I say that is my brother says that about video games. He's like, I know when I'm, I'm done playing video games when I start getting like angry in yes. the game. Like that's when I'm like, okay, yeah. I've had enough for today. Well, and also what I've seen is I've been kind of tracking more of my phone usage. And it's like, it's very eye-opening to me how I'll get on and just go to the Instagram app just by default. You don't even want for, to. No, yeah. for no reason other than just like, oh, I have literally one second of free time. Instagram, Instagram, it's just like, there's no need. I know. And I could be just sitting there and being still. I could be, you know, playing with a lady, hanging out with Leif, and instead I'm just on Instagram for literally no reason at all. Yeah. So anyway, that's definitely my like number one addiction yeah. is my phone. And Same. so that's why I keep harping on like the importance of, you know, consuming good things and not being on your phone all day. So that's my tip for you guys. Yeah. If you guys liked this episode, I feel like you guys will really like Balance Boss if you haven't heard of it or, you know, 
been introduced been to introduced it. to it too much or if you haven't taken the course yet or any of the courses um we do have balance boss which is like an online health and business course um we don't have any live right now at this exact moment when this is going up but we have courses coming in the next few months we've already done three different well they've been the same course every time but we've done three rounds of it and it's been so amazing yeah it's uh the same curriculum and we're doing that same curriculum that we've done um, it's called Balance Boss 1.0 in January. Mm-hmm. So, Which I'm really excited about. Yeah. It's it's basically talking about all these different things, like the power of positive thinking and um, when comparison, I yeah. um, accountability, motivation versus discipline. A lot of things people do ask, like, is it the same as listening to the podcast? And you could technically listen to our podcast and, you know, take as much away from it. But… I, as somebody coming from me who I teach a course, I health coach, I also have my own coach and you can never be reminded too much. So it's yeah. like, obviously we give you a lot of, um, we give lot you a lot more of resources yeah, on our, on our course, because it is a course it's live. We have live Q and A's. I'm not sure what the exact structure of it will be in January, but obviously you do get a little bit more, especially if nothing else, because you're committing to it. Yeah. And you, you get more personal time for sure. It's yeah. not the same as just listening to this podcast episode that, you know, anyone can listen to. It's a little bit more specifically for you because this yeah. curriculum is for a specific type of person. So, and our website has a lot of different info. If you guys want more info, go to our Instagram to stay updated. It's at Balanced Boss Co. Um, we also, oh gosh, we also are coming JC out has with- passed away. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm congested today. We also have merch coming soon, you guys, and we are so freaking We're so excited, excited about it. We don't have a date yet for you guys, but stay up to date on our Instagram, what we said podcast Instagram, because it is going to be. It's going to be fire. I can't wait to show, you know, the the beginnings of it and what we originally wanted it to be, and we have we're, some we're gonna, sketches. Yeah, we're going to show you guys Chelsea's original sketch for the inspo behind the merch, and then we're going to show you what it became. And it's it's really Can something I special. Say, there's no better feeling than having like something in your mind where I was like, okay, I have this like picture in my mind, but I'm horrible at drawing. But like then it actually came to fruition, and the person who did it for us did it exactly as I yes. was picturing it. And I'm just like, this feels so good to have somebody understand it. And it just looks so cute. Plus like our whole team's working on it. It's great. Nothing more satisfying. Okay. So definitely check that out. Go follow our Instagram if you want updates. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you loved this episode, make sure and share it on your Instagram story. We would love that. We always love to repost you guys. And this can really make someone's day, you know? Yeah. Remember to stay awesome. positive. We love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.